Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Badlands Podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags, and with me today, uh, my Welsh cohort, Mr. Paul Talley, looking very flustered, looking like he has uh, he's had a busy day. How are you, sir? Oh, flustered in half of it. I'm tr- trying to cram in my Christmas shops this evening. You know the turkey, the the pigs in blankets, all the the buffet stuff for the Christmas evening meal. Oh, nightmare! I've I, I just uh, just uh, pulling back the curtain. I had to I had to message Lord Magsy in a panic about a quarter of an hour before the show started. <laughs> I'm stuck in the shopping centre. I can't find the bloody carrots. <laughs> <laughs> so he guided me all around the store telling me where everything was what i what i need to buy how, how long i need to cook on, it for on google maps <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm flustered but i've got a i've treated myself to a little chocolate baileys here so oh, very very sweet the baileys yeah. yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I've got uh, a little bit panicky about getting the, the, the COVID booster jab tomorrow. But in terms of Christmas, yeah, I, I like to be pretty organized. So all our uh, Christmas uh, food shopping is all done. The presents are all done. Got to uh, get, we're getting the turkey delivered in a couple of days. And then uh, we've got to pick up the rest of like, the, the meat and the goodies uh, tomorrow. We've got uh, two different kinds of pigs in blankets. We've got the mini ones. And we've mm. also got the, the full-size uh, pork and apple chipolata ones. So, What's a full-size? Like an actual pig? <laughs> yeah, just a pig just wrapped in a quilt. It's just, going, <laughs> it's just, it's just getting turned on the spit. No, like full-size chipolatas um, instead of like the, the miniature ones. Oh, I got you, yeah. No, that's mm. good. That's nice. Yeah. And then... 
I've got three colours of carrots because I think I'm posh oh. now. I'm a lord. So have you got your purple? Purple, purple carrots? Purple, white, and of the, the standard orange. I thought you were going to be a right prick then and not even have the orange ones. Three different, <laughs> three <laughs> odd-coloured carrots. Purple, green, and, and lilac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, um, before we get into into the the meat of the show, uh, you people know that there's a, a voice absent on this recording, and that's uh, our good friend Ray. Um, but I want to uh, kind of uh, address him with his with his government name, uh, Rance. Uh, he's having a little bit of a hard time a bit, uh, with a. Uh, with uh, some stuff that's going on in, in in his personal life, so he's he's kind of stepping away from from recording, and then um, we're probably not going to hear much of him over the the next few weeks uh, whilst he deals with uh, with uh, the issues going on. But just want him to know that we we're, we're here for him, uh, and that if he needs anything from us, uh, to to just give us a message. And uh, if you're out there uh, and you follow Ray, uh, just. Uh, just send him a DM, show him how much uh, you appreciate him because he's a great guy. Yeah, and he um he 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 needs a little bit of love right now. I second that. Yep, sending send loads of love Francis way. Yeah, he's missed here already. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we're only three minutes into into a recording without him. He's a he's a big presence and can't wait to have him back here in his own time. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. Uh, so the, the the new format of, uh, of Badlands is obviously covering what ifs, and we mentioned last week that um, the head honcho of Chair Shop, Mister Greg DeMarco, he um, he was so kind of smitten with this idea that he wanted to to give his own take on uh, on 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 the the topics that we covered, uh, but he's done his in 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 article form. And he posted uh, uh, an article on the on the chairshot.com uh, website, which you can go and read at your leisure. And I'll I'll leave a link in the description uh, of this podcast to it. And but I thought uh, when when Greg mentioned uh, this uh, this this kind of article, I thought it'd be a cool kind of crossover to to look at what points he came up with uh, with the, with the topics um, that that we covered. So he's gone back to the original um, topic we covered: what if AW. Uh, never existed, and he's kind of um, give his top five things that he thinks would happen if AW was not a thing. Um, so uh, number five, he thinks that Ring of Honor uh, wouldn't struggle uh, as of now; w- wouldn't close down. He said he thinks it would actually have prospered uh, with all the uh, the the talent in AW still being a part of, of of their system. Yeah, I think we he, touched upon that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know they were they were making waves in tandem with New Japan uh, when they sold out MSG together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that even now that sounds like a preposterous thing to happen. Wouldn't 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 happen now for us three years later. Yeah, exactly. So then the next point he says he thinks that MJF would have been uh, a WWE superstar, and I can't fault that 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 rhetoric. I think he, even now as a as a, one of the pillars of AW, I still think he he feels more like a, a sports entertainment star than he does an AW star. He does, but he he really would be Ms. Light if he was in WWE because they would <laughs> they would they would they would strip away the the edginess. 
that that would be the worry. That yeah. absolutely would be the worry. But if he went to NXT rather than main roster, I think he could thrive in 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 that situation. Absolutely, I, th- I think he'll end up in WWE anyway. Yeah, would not surprise me at all. Yeah. So the third point that Greg made is he thinks that uh, NXT 2.0 never happens, uh, which absolutely makes sense. Yeah, uh, he goes on to to kind of. Uh, um, rubber stamp that by saying he, he still believes that NXT makes it to to TV, which is I I agree. The the USA deal that uh, WWE have is is that they just wanted more and more content. So I think NXT would have made it to TV, but without that that uh, cool uh, new competitor on the block, I think um, NXT would have would have done really well on on TV in the iteration it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Again, we've I think we discussed previously that that NXT 2.0 only really come about in our opinion that because AEW did NXT better, mm-hmm. um, and just, just, just that gap in the market just wasn't there anymore. Um, so, so yeah, I'd agree that if if AEW doesn't doesn't come out, then there's no no reason to change NXT. Mm-hmm. And he also adds a, a a point on that one, saying that he thinks that CM Punk and uh, Daniel Bryan end up being uh in on the black and gold brand in, in kind of player court roles as well, which I think is a, really? is a cool point. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember reading that bit. Um wow that is interesting. I, I do I do think CM Punk would have ended ended up back. I, I think he he got the wrestling bug again. It just so it, happened it, it's it tested the waters I think. Definitely. So then, three A. His point was he thinks that the release has come, but uh, um, kind of happened in a different way, which I I, I I think does happen because WWE had such a massive bloated roster. I think uh, it was on the Mister Warren Hayes show that um, that he said if they used a single wrestler in each segment on Raw, they would still only be able to use like twenty percent of the whole roster. So that's like over 200 people sat there twiddling the thumbs. Um, so I, I agree with that. I think the release has had to happen, uh, but he thinks that you don't see the loss of Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, uh, Hit Raw, uh, but he thinks that talent like Cesaro, uh, Sami Zayn, and Sean Benjamin get, get released. And it's because NXT is not being seen as the failure from not going up against AEW, but more as an asset where new stars are being are being groomed for the main roster. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point. I've, I, as, as, as you say, I think the releases do have to happen at some point because mm-hmm. the rosters are too bloated. I think re- releases have to happen at some point with AEW because their roster's too bloated now and, they, and they're only adding to it. So it, It's going to happen. It's going yeah. to happen sooner rather than later. So his, uh, his number two point was... Uh, Pat McAfee doesn't end up commentating on SmackDown. He believes that Jericho ends up commentating on SmackDown. Um, I don't know if I agree with this one, uh, mainly because I think uh, if it wasn't for AW, Jericho wouldn't have even contemplated commentary. So I think Jericho would have still been a part-time wrestler. He would have still wanted to to, to be a wrestler, and I don't think he would have... Uh, entertain the idea of being a commentator for for WWE. Yeah, I can't see this. He'd, he'd be doing four marquee matches a year, mm-hmm. some in New Japan, some in WWE, um, and, and then world tours with Fuzzy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
not to say he wouldn't be a great he would be a great commentator but I, it'd be, it would be like a, a loss and a gain because not having Pat McAfee would be a loss but Jericho would be a great commentator. Yeah, I've seen some of the the kind of like um, fan footage videos of Pat McAfee and his reactions uh, when he's commentating. And he, as much grief as you can give him for being a, um, having like a, a douchebag character, you can tell wrestling means the absolute world to him. He's, yeah, just, he, he's so excitable. He loves the business and he loves the, the WWE. And that's what you want in your commentator. Yeah, absolutely. And his, uh, his last point, and... This is this is yeah this is this is going to uh, turn some heads. He thinks that Cody Rhodes would have been WWE champion. Um, nah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is um, he's obviously going off. Uh, Cody Rhodes had already left WWE. Chanced his arm on on the Indies. Uh, was uh, in Ring of Honor in New Japan. Um, and he, he thinks that um, he would have come back and been a bigger star uh, in, in in terms of, uh, of how the WWE perceived him. Personally, I don't think he would have. I think he would have come back and he would have been mid-card um, because that's how he was seen by Vince. That he wasn't seen as um, as as a, a main event star. Uh, and I don't think the I don't think his work on the Indies would have would have done much to change that. Um, but he, he does also add, and this is a, a, the best uh, comment that he's put, it's likely he's not saddled with that terrible neck tattoo. Which, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, would be that would be a positive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, Cody Cody Rhodes left as a mid-carder. He was essentially a mid-carder in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, main event of a Ring of Honor, but... You don't get main event. You don't get Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor main event as walking into the main event of WWE. How many Ring of Honor main eventers have turned up to be uh, mid carders in WWE afterwards? It's it's it happens. Mid carders if they're lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, and unfortunately for Cody, he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. He wouldn't go in and be humble and do the work like a Drew McIntyre did. Um, and who built himself back up essentially uh Cody would have to lose the chip mm-hmm. and and with how he's um how he's been uh post WWE, I think that that would be a struggle for him absolutely mm-hmm. yeah but maybe that's what the re- tattoo's hiding <laughs> just the the the, the chip <laughs> the big invitation <laughs> well some great points by uh, Greg and, and oh, I, I love it a, Again, that's it's the subjectivity of, of of this show and of wrestling in general, where uh, people can have um, totally different uh, viewpoints and opinions. Again, so when uh, whenever Greg drops uh, another article uh, of this ilk, uh, we'll be uh, sure to to bring it up and 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 and, and discuss it. But yeah, uh, I Brilliant. think that's a a well done article. And, and like I said, the 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 link for the article will be in the description. So. Go check it out at your leisure. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for that, nope. Greg. I always think that the greatest compliment we can have this, for this show is when people offer up their own opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's why I always love the Badlands. And you, you can see it happening again with, with this and particularly with Greg actually going to the effort of writing a whole article about it. I, I That's the best feedback for me. People mm-hmm. people join in, join in the conversation. 
Yeah, and being invested, and that's exactly yeah. the aim that we uh, that we hope to, to to garner from from the the listeners. Uh, but this week, it's uh, it's uh, my topic from from last week's episode. Um, yeah, I I kind of regretted putting this one forward afterwards when uh, when I started to kind of lay out my plan of of what I thought would happen. Um, but once I got into it, the, yeah. the words started flowing. Um, and yeah, I, I had a, a, a quite a bit of fun with it. So essentially the, the, the topic was what if RVD didn't get arrested for possession of marijuana? So, uh, you mentioned in, in the, in the pre-record that this was a period of wrestling that, that you weren't watching. So you had to kind of like go back and, 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 um, find out what had actually gone on at this time so yeah. i think it's uh it makes sense for me to to give a little bit of backstory to, to what happened because i'd appreciate that lot, yeah a lot of uh wrestling fans may not even know uh what had happened so uh i'm gonna go back to uh, a little bit before the 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 arrest happened but uh essentially in january of 2005 uh red had uh was having reconstructive knee surgery uh, to repair uh, a torn anterior cruciate ligament and a torn meniscus. Uh, but whilst he was uh, in recovery, um, WWE obviously saw a lot in RVD because they kept appearing on, on WWE programming. Uh, and the most notable appearance was at the first ECW One Night Stand event when uh, he came to the ring wearing a knee brace. Um, and then whilst he was still injured, he was also involved in the, the 2005 draft lottery. I think he ended up being drafted by Raw. Uh, came back to, to in-ring action at the Rumble uh, and then went on to win uh, that year's Money in the Bank, uh, which guaranteed him a title shot. Had a little bit of a feud with Shelton Benjamin over the who who owned the briefcase and, and the, the Intercontinental title got thrown in. Um, but eventually we get to uh, RVD cashing in his briefcase and he did it at One Night Stand 2006, the second event, uh, where after a little bit of interference from Edge, uh, RVD won his first major WWE championship. Uh, and then two days later, uh, we got the debut episode of the, the WWE iteration of ECW uh, and Paul Heyman handed Rob the ECW title. Uh, essentially saying that the WWE title was going to be rechristened as the ECW title. Uh, but Rob, he had other ideas. He said he wanted to defend both the titles uh, separately. Uh, and he especially wanted to keep the WWE one because it, it spins. If you remember that, that gaudy spinner belt that, uh, that Cena was, uh, was, was holding back then. Why would you want to give up a spinning belt? I completely agree with RVD. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, it gets a hell of a lot of grief, uh, but I think it's a, an awesome looking belt. It's very yeah. unique, stands out. Very unique, and you can use it as a like an emergency shoe buff. <laughs> I mean, of all the the things, yeah, you could, yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so uh, Rob wanted to defend both the titles. Um, and this actually uh, put him in the record books because it meant he was the first. Uh, uh, person to hold both the WWE and the ECW titles, and he was the only person in, in the history of the sport to hold them both at the same time. Um, he defended the the WWE title at Vengeance uh, later that month, and then on the following Tuesday, uh, he defended the ECW title uh, in a match against Kurt Angle. 
and it looked like he was kind of being primed to be a huge deal in, in WWE. Uh, but on July the 2nd, that all comes crashing down when he and Sabu uh, are stopped for speeding in Ohio whilst travelling uh, to the next Raw show. Uh, and the, the officer who pulled him over found that RVD had um, 18 grams of marijuana in his possession and some uh, Vicodin painkiller pills. Uh, and Sabu had some drug paraphernalia, uh, and he had some testolactone pills. Um, now, I didn't know what those were, and it turns out they're um, a medication for later stages of breast cancer. So why uh, oh, wow. Sabu had, had had them in his possession, uh, I have no idea. Um, well, um, what state were they in when they got arrested? Ohio. Ohio. Is, is marijuana still illegal in Ohio? Do we know? I mean, this was you're looking at like 15 years ago, so yeah. it, it 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 may have been at the time, and then the kind of uh, the the issue is laxed. And I think that was the main reason why I wanted this topic, because the the world in that 15 years, or the world in America, certainly has changed, and it's a lot yeah. more uh, marijuana is a lot more kind of uh, acceptable now. I mean, you have wrestlers on on the the WWE roster who 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 are open about their marijuana use and it's part of their character. Uh, yeah. Whereas 15 years ago, it got you in a lot of trouble with the WWE. Yeah. Didn't Brett, did, I, I read some, I read somewhere recently, didn't Bret Hart fight for wrestlers to be able to yeah. use marijuana? Yeah. He, he, he said uh, he saw wrestlers uh, who were essentially ruining the careers on alcohol and, 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 and pain pills when they could just smoke, uh, marijuana get the same kind of like pain relief and go to sleep and be ready uh, and found for for the next show. Uh, so yeah, he was a massive advocate for for uh, use of marijuana. But yeah. at the time, it fell on deaf ears. Yeah, I went back as part of the prep for this. I went back to see the excellent interview our friend James did with RVD over on a uh, primetime conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and RVD even RVD says there as well that the. Uh, a lot of his contemporaries have already passed away who were hard drinkers and hard pill users. Uh, whereas I think his words were, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't put it past him. You really wouldn't put it past him. I think but, he's, he's that kind of uh, character. Um, so yeah, um, um, in um, a documentary that uh, WWE produced about uh, the career of RVD, um, I think it's one of the Archons series, uh, both RVD and, and Vince actually talked about the conversation that they had uh, after the arrest. Um, Vince said he, he, he was so disappointed and I was personally upset over Rob's actions because I thought he was above that. Obviously, uh, as soon as that happens, you have to be concerned with the weight looks for the company and Rob couldn't be champion for much longer. Um, and uh, Rob himself said he knew that uh, he'd seriously messed up and that uh, he would probably never reach those hearts in WWE again. And he he said when he got to the building, Vince told him you're going to be uh, you're going to be stripped of the title tonight, uh, and then on ECW you're going to be stripped of the the ECW title, and then we're going to have to suspend you uh, for 30 days uh, with no pay. Uh, and he said it was then he knew he'd seriously dropped the ball. Uh, on some major plans for for WWE and for ECW, uh, but interestingly, he doesn't really hold any ill will towards the company over what happened. 
Uh, in fact, he actually takes full responsibility. Uh, there was a, a fan tweet uh, that criticised, heavily criticised Vince uh, and the WWE for ruining the, the lives of wrestlers uh, by kind of uh, fostering a, a, a lifestyle where the wrestlers are forced to abuse drugs, alcohol and medication to essentially get through the days. Um, and the, the, this fan uh, went through the uh, the task of tagging several former WWE talents, uh, including uh, RBD. But Rob actually reply, replied and put, uh, you've all been conditioned to feel that way. Uh, as a non-conformist, I consider things before I take them as fact. And if I swallow 50 pills and wash it down with vodka, that's on me. Uh, even in arena, don't you can't blame the WWE for that. Yeah, and I, that's a very, very grown-up and mature response from rvd uh as, as you said I think, I think they've got actually got a very good relationship now rvd and and vince um and i think uh, i mean for, for all his ills I, th- I think the wellness policy really was put in for that reason um mm-hmm. to 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 uh, stop people going off the, off the rails i think i think people view it as just a way of sacking people for for free offences, but I don't think that's the intention of the wellness policy at all. I think it is to look after these guys. Um, we've seen it recently with with Jeff Hardy. And, and if you believe the, the rumours, he you know he was offered the help. It's his it's his right to turn that down. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, th- I think those policies are in place for a reason other than, other than just a cheap sacking. Yeah, and and we can give grief to uh, the WWE uh, as an entity because they do a hell of a lot of things wrong. But one thing that uh, I'll always kind of give them props for is is the way that they'll even wrestlers who haven't wrestled for the for the company in, in decades can still approach the WWE and and they'll they'll go out of their way to cover medical costs. Uh, you you don't see many. Uh, employee employees doing that, um, so I think they kind of deserve a little bit of uh, of props for for, for that. Um, but anyway, getting back to Rob Van Dam, uh, so we get to the the July third episode of Raw. He loses the WWE title to Edge in a triple threat match that uh, is also involving Cena. The next day, he loses the ECW title to Big Show, gets his suspension. And then when he uh, returned, he slowly gets back into to contending for uh, the ECW title, but never regains a, another world title in, in all his, his, his uh, WWE career. He even lost three title shots in a row to um, to then-champion Bobby Lashley. Uh, so this, this incident really kind of stunted his WWE career. Uh, it, it made him have a, a glass ceiling that he wasn't able to, to shatter through. Well, a glass ceiling he'd, he'd already shattered. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he couldn't do it a second time. Um, yeah, you could just see from how his career went after that. I mean, in, interestingly, he was, like, around the top of the card. Like you said, particularly on ECW, he's, he was getting lots, lots of title shots, but, mm-hmm. yeah, not really having a look in, in them. Yeah, because it's it's kind of like the, the Scott Hall effect where um, he was always going to be a huge star, but he never had the trust again from Vince that he would put that that title on him. Kind of like Scott Hall, uh, Jay the Snake, uh, people who you know can draw a crowd, but you also know that maybe they're going to let you down if you put that uh, that that big title on them. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's many examples of people losing Vince's trust once and mm-hmm. and getting a real second chance. Probably Shawn Michaels is the only one I can yeah. think of. And that's because he, he loved him with all his heart. <laughs> So yeah, so that's uh, that's essentially the the backstory for for uh, this incident. Uh, so it's now our our task to kind of explain what we think would happen if if RVD didn't get arrested for for marijuana and the, and like normal, we've uh, kind of approached this in in two different ways. You've gone all brainstorm scatter diagram style, and yep. I've actually I've actually done. Uh, kind of like uh, the ones I've done recently, where I've I've gone month to month and 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 kind of essentially fancy booked what I think would have happened with RVD. Yeah, I, I I like the split approach, but I will say, I think this this one is better for a fantasy book, and and the only reason I didn't fantasy book it was as 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 you explained at the start of the show, I I have very very little knowledge of this era, so I would have been booking a load of nonsense. And I would have lost the respect of you all, to be honest. I, I, I can't bear for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a low-hanging fruit joke there, which I'll, I'll, I will avoid. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Um, so, how do you want to go about it? Do you want to uh, go through yours, or do you want me to 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 go through my booking? You 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 go for it because uh, you, you book it. Because my questions are more uh, my questions. My points are more about what happened to him after. Okay. So we can I can kind of pose them as questions that of would they have still happened in your booking and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know. Yep. So as always, if there's uh, anything you want to um, kind of. Uh, uh, pick a part, just just jump in. Oh, uh, I will. 
But um, my booking uh, starts pretty much the same way as the original timeline. The the one night stand uh, 2006 happens in exactly the same way. We still get that kind of pop and energy from the crowd, and uh, we get like a, a lot of of hope that that uh, the the WWE reimagining of, of ECW is going to go go well. Uh, the the debut episode of ECW also kind of follows the same path. Uh, so we do get a point where RED is that dual champion. He still faces Edge at Vengeance and beats him. He still faces Kurt on, on the, the weekly show and beats him. So much like in the original timeline, this solidifies him as, as a potential top star in, in the whole of the company. So then next after that, we get to Great American Bash. Uh, this this And this is in an era where I think it was the last year that they did uh, specific brand exclusive events. Um, so this uh, Great American Bash is a SmackDown one, so it's a bit, it'll go SmackDown, um, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, until we get to like the, the big five, which are usually kind of multi-company events. Uh, yeah. But Smack, great. Go on. So I was going to ask, what show, what show is RVD on? So RVD is on uh, ECW and also as Raw champion is on Raw. Right, okay. So we're going to Great American Bash. That's a SmackDown uh, exclusive event, uh, but we we do get um, shots of RVD in the in the skybox, uh, and the crowd are, are harped for for RVD, chants for for Mister Monday Night and uh, the whole effing show, uh, and the seeds are kind of planted for a potential uh, face off with the the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, who at the end of Great American Bash was King Booker because he beat uh, Rey Mysterio to win the title. So then after that, we go to SummerSlam 2006. Uh, that's a, a cross-promotion uh, event. Uh, RVD's pulling double duty, being, a, being obviously a, a double champion. He beats Big Show in an Extreme Rules match uh, in the for the ECW title in the opening uh, fixture. And then he retains his uh, WWE title in a triple threat against Edge and Cena in the main event. So post-victory, RVD's uh, uh, celebrating with both his belts, and he's attacked uh, by Batista, uh, who had just won the World Heavyweight title from Booker T uh, earlier in the show. So they're really kind of uh, pressing down that it's a rivalry between SmackDown, Raw, and ECW. So the next pay-per-view on the docket is Unforgiven. Uh, This is a Raw-exclusive pay-per-view. And we see RVD uh, successfully defend his WWE title uh, in a TLC match against Edge. Uh, but also, we, we uh, in this month, we've seen uh, on the weekly ECW show, uh, having uh, title matches with the likes of Just Incredible, uh, Sabu, uh, and Kevin Fawn, just to kind of show that the, the, the ECW title is not, is not in the background. It's still a, a title he's going to be defending. And so is he like defending that weekly? Not not every week, but he's he's certainly an active uh, kind of fighting champion. Excellent. Uh, but uh, after the Kevin Fawn uh, defense, uh, he settles into a long term uh, feud with Bobby Lashley for the ECW title. Um, so he's essentially fighting a war on two fronts, Raw and on on ECW. So then we get to the next pair for you, which is No Mercy. Uh, this is a, another SmackDown exclusive. Uh, we see Batista, uh, who was 
Um, obviously, I'd won the, the 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 title at SummerSlam. He's defending that title uh, in a singles match against Booker T again. Uh, in the original timeline, we actually get a fatal four way. I think that that involves Big Show uh, and Bobby Lashley, Booker T, and and uh, Batista. Um, but in my timeline, it's just a straight up singles match: uh, Booker versus uh, um, Batista, and the finish sees RVD interfere. Uh, to cost Batista his title, uh, meaning that, that Booker uh, leaves as, as champion. So then we we roll into S- Cyber Sunday. Uh, now, um, for people who aren't aware of uh, the kind of concept of Cyber Sunday, this is uh, an event where the fans essentially had a modicum of power in the matches. Um where they would be given a stipulation that they could vote on. Uh, sometimes it would be who the one of the competitors was, what kind of match they they fought in, um, that kind of thing. Uh, well, was um, it real? What Cyber Sunday? Yeah, was was the fan vote real, or was that was that a was that a work? Right. So according to um, to uh, Comrade Thompson and Bruce Pritchard, um, the votes were were genuine. Yeah. But the, the way uh, WWE kind of pushed the storylines kind of influenced where the votes would go. Right, okay. So they put more effort in, if they wanted, say, uh, a steel cage match, they put more effort in pushing a steel cage match. So it, it would tend to win. But uh, Bruce did say they, they kind of like had to plan for any expectation. Uh, there was one uh, match where I think, it was Christian's last match uh, for the company before he went to TNA. Uh, and he was in uh, like a, a list of about six wrestlers who were going into this into this title match. And he won the vote because people knew that he was leaving uh, when they hadn't planned for him to even be in the match. So, um, yeah, the fans did have a little bit of say, but maybe not as much as, as, as made out. It's not like they planned the card or anything. It was, he- it was like heavily influenced. Yeah, pretty much. So we go to um, um, Cyber Sunday 2006, and the main event of, of the original was a, a, a champion of champions match, which was a, a three-way uh, with the ECW ta- uh, champion, the Raw champion, and, the, and the, the, the SmackDown champion. Obviously, in my timeline, the Raw and ECW champion are both the same person. Um, so the match is essentially RVD versus Booker T. But the, the stipulation for the, the original show was whose title would be on the line. And in, originally, it ended up being Booker T's World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm sticking with that. Um, Booker T is uh, defending his title. Rob Van Dam's two titles are not on the line at all. And we actually get Rob Van Dam uh, pinning Booker T to, to win the title and become the first ever triple world champion. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I do like that. Getting sparsy. Uh <laughs> but his uh his celebrations are very, very short-lived because uh Batista, who he screwed out of the title uh, a few months back, came to the ring and attacked RVD. Um Bobby Lashley, his uh competitor on ECW, came out to the ring looking like he, he was kind of making the save uh when you see Batista make a, a swift exit from, from the ring. Uh but Bobby Lashley Turns, uh, close lambs RVD out of his boots almost. Uh, Batista enters the ring again, and they both lean RVD to waste. And that's when uh, 
John Cena's music hits. He sprints down to the ring, makes a save, clears house, uh, and then you get a closing uh, panning shot of, of Cena and RVD face-to-face and Cena's eyes fully focused on that, that WWE spinner belt, um, clearly hinting that, that he wants a shot at the towel. Um, he, just, he just wants the one. Well, that's his towel. The spinner belt is okay. his towel. He's not um, interested in the other two. He could well be. He just, okay. it, it just couldn't look all the way around. It would have been <laughs> a, a very weird... <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Dunn would have loved it because of all the camera cut. <laughs> but he just, for now, he was just focused on getting his towel back. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So after that, we go into Survivor Series, which is uh, one of the, the cross-promotion shows. Um, and the the main event of that actually sees all of RVD's kind of uh, feuds all weaving together into one match. So essentially, he's going to be defending all three of his titles in a fatal four-way match uh, where there'll be three falls uh, against all these number one contenders. So you've got Bobby Lashley, he's in the match for the ECW title. You've got Batista, who's the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. And then you've got John Cena for the WWE title. The first fall is going to be for the ECW title. Uh, That is won by Bobby Lashley. He pins John Cena. Um, The second fall is for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's the the SmackDown title, which is uh, shockingly uh, won by John Cena. He pins uh, Bobby Lashley to, to win that title. And then the third and final fall is for the WWE title, the spinner belt, where Batista pins RVD. So RVD entered Philadelphia with three world titles and he leaves with absolutely nothing. Ouch. Yes, exactly. So we get Philadelphia, to... is, is there a Philadelphia ECW state as well? It certainly is. Shit it certainly is. Shit yes. And then after that, he's got Bold. to... Yeah, he's got to go to December to dismember. Now, that event lives in infamy as, as arguably the worst WWE wrestling event in the history of, of the sport. This is one um, that needs rebooking. This this needs you. Well. Uh, Do it start to finish. <laughs> so, after he dropped he dropped his three towels, RVD um, kind of um, pulls back uh, uh, and wants to kind of refocus on on ECW, what brought him to the dance, and he wants to refocus on regaining that ECW title. Um, so he ends up uh, getting inserted into the Extreme Rules Elimination Chamber match, uh, where Bobby Lashley is defending against Rob Van Dam, against Big Shaw, against Test, against Hardcore Holler, and against Sam Punk. Now, if you remember that match, um, Sam Punk was started to pick up a lot of traction. Uh, but was eliminated from the the match first, and it kind of uh, it sucked all the wind out of that pay per view. Um, but in in my uh, scenario, Bobby Lashley st- goes on to retain, uh, but CM Punk has uh, a little bit more of a of a push in this match. Um, but in 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 the the grand scheme of things, the build up for this uh, pay per view was still pretty much non existent. Um, this show still happened a week after Survivor Series, so all the kind of focus was on that show, and this was kind of like a footnote. 
So outside the, this match and uh, and I think a tag match, there was no storylines to the to the uh, the matches on the, on the pay per view. Uh, in fact, the, those are the only two matches that are actually announced before the pay per view starts. So the show is still poorly received, still gets record uh, low bar rates, and still gets named as one of the worst shows uh, in the history of, of the sport. We still get um, the backlash from that, uh, where uh, Vince McMahon essentially fires Paul Herman, sends him home, uh, blames the the slumping TV ratings, the disgruntled uh, talent roster. Herman um, is escorted out of the out of the arena, uh, sent home, um, and he also is pulled from the the creative team. So essentially, he's on gardening leave. He has nothing at all to to do with the company. Um, the in 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 reality, um, uh, Heyman was dead set against uh, the decision of, of Bobby Lashley being world champion. Uh, in the in the original kind of timeline, this is where Bobby Lashley wins the ECW title. Uh, he but Heyman wanted Punk to to win it, uh, and uh, uh, Punk's done uh, several interviews where he kind of uh, praises Paul Heyman for being somebody who saw. The saw the potential in Punk when nobody else in in WWE saw it, um, but Vince wasn't happy about uh, uh, him and wanted to push Punk, uh, and and when he point blank refused to to put the title on Bobby Lashley, he's, he was essentially relieved of his duties. So that scenario still kind of takes place in 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 Man, except uh, Punk kind of gets a little bit more rub than he did in in the original one. So after that, we uh, we're going into the Royal Rumble, uh, kind of a, a lackluster event for Rob Van Dam. He enters the Rumble match and lasts around uh, twenty minutes before he gets eliminated, uh, just before uh, the final four. So then we go into the build for WrestleMania twenty three, uh, and he's still involved in that uh, that uh, ECW Originals versus the New Breed match. Uh, he still wins the match for for his team, uh, pinning Max Straker. Um, then we go into backlash, um, and we we have the continuation of this feud between Bobby Lashley and Vince McMahon. So, for for people who, who may not be aware, uh, WrestleMania 23 was the Battle of the Billionaires, where Vince essentially had Umaga as his advocate, and uh, Donald Trump had Bobby Lashley as his advocate, and Vince ended up getting his head shaved. Um, Whatever happened to him, eh? Yeah, exactly. Donald, Donald exactly. Trump, eh? yeah, the, the orange goon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we 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 still get that feud uh, where Donald Trump uh, shaves Vince's uh, head in the battle of the the billionaires. But after this, uh, Vince kind of um, inserts himself into the title picture in the original timeline. Uh, if you there's the 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 shot of him wearing a do rag and the ECW title. That doesn't happen in man because you, that was. Are you, are you unbooking the the do rag? I I am vetoing the do rag. Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of inserting himself in that uh, into that uh, match, he's actually sanctions a handicap match where Bobby has to defend the ECW title against Umaga and the the fans' choice, and that fans' choice ends up being RVD. So RVD. Wins the title back at Backlash. Uh, he capitalizes on Umaga hitting the diving splash and the Samoan spark to uh, to uh, Bobby, 
Uh, he, uh, Ravan Dam, then hits Amarco with the Van Daminator and wins the belt back. So we're coming to the, the kind of the end of the booking now. Two more pay-per-views to go before the year is up. Uh, Judgment Day 2007. Uh, RVD successfully defends uh, against Bobby Lashley in, a, in an Extreme Rules match. And that's kind of the, the end of uh, their feud for, for the title. RVD has, has bested uh, Bobby and, and now he'll move on to, to another feud, which happens at one night stand 2007. What? Oh, and we oh, have hello. got we've we've got someone doing a running. How are you, sir? A, a cashing. A, he's cashing uh, in. Uh, hey, but <laughs> so that, that make, makes my whole kind of speech at the beginning of the show redundant. Yeah. No, I so I'm 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 hopping on. I don't know where you are in the recording of whatever show we're recording. He, well, Max was, Max was just uh, announcing RVD's next opponent, and then you turned up. So, oh snap! <laughs> there you, down. Down. you, me, Hammerstein. No, no. <laughs> um, no. I I just wanted to hop on first and foremost to check on you guys and let you guys hear from me. Number one, and to tell you uh, guys that I love you dearly and I appreciate you. I'm gonna be gone for a couple weeks. Uh, got some family stuff going on, but. Uh, I was just sitting here waiting, and I was like, well, let me see what these guys are doing. So I apologize for ruining your show. I'm sorry. You have definitely not ruined it. We're, you've just saved pre- it. Yeah, you've just saved it from my horrific booking. <laughs> you will you will be glad to know, and obviously you'll you'll hear the, 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 the version when it comes out, that we've vetoed the, the Vince McMahon do-rag. So that doesn't happen now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Durag McMahon is 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 actually a pretty funny time. Yeah. I mean, Durag Durag ECW champion McMahon. That's that's a, a whole level of bullshit. For the record, you do you know how much swag you got to have to wear a Durag when you're bald? Another level, <laughs> another level of swag. <laughs> oh, um. I, I didn't want to interrupt, gents. Um, I just see you guys. If you want to stick um, around for a while, you can hear Tolly's nonsensical booking in a, in a second. Oh, okay. So, so who's, who's in the middle of? So it, is is Mags going now, or are you doing yours, or is Tolly about to start? No, I'm just going to finish. I'm on to the last pay per view of my kind of year in the life of uh, of Rob Van Dam. Uh, if he didn't get arrested for marijuana, uh, and then I'm going to give like a little bit of the fallout. Uh, but yeah, um, we'll soon be going on to to pause. If you want to stick around, I may stick around for a few minutes. I got to get on the road here in a minute, but uh, okay. I am so, quite curious since you brought up uh, the legend that is Durag Vince. I, I, it's got to end with them in a in a loser in a in a hair versus hair or a hair versus do rag match, right? <laughs> we, we, we've got past. <laughs> we've we've gone past backlash now. Uh, backlash um, um, two thousand seven, where um, uh, Vince has already been shared bold, uh, but he doesn't stick himself in the title match. Uh, we're now actually onto one night stand two thousand seven, where RVD is facing the new number one contender, uh, and that guy is uh, one CM Punk. Um, after a, a, a long battle, 30-minute war, uh, the baton is passed on to uh, the the straight-edge superstar, 
the self-proclaimed best in the world uh, as uh, Punk uh, is able to best RVD to, to take that ECW title. So then uh, we're going post uh, one night stand. RVD ends up being drafted to SmackDown. Uh, and over the course of his uh, the rest of his career, has quite a few um, world title reigns. Uh, but in terms of the fallout, um, I still think that the ECW brand uh, as a whole goes the way of the Dodo. The fans were were not interested at, at, at the end. Once the the kind of WWE style of wrestling uh, filled the roster, uh, and once the the ECW originals were either drafted away or released or ended up retiring, uh, it kind of wasn't ECW anymore. Um, so when Punk eventually drops the title after a, a six month or so reign, we see the star power of the the, the champions to follow him uh, that drops off a cliff. Get the likes of Charvo, Matt Hardy, Tommy Dreamer, Christian, Hurricane gets a shot, Vladimir Kozlov gets a shot, and we we end the run with uh, Paul Birchall as a pirate uh, getting uh, a run as ECW champion before the show is eventually put out of its misery in around the same time frame that, that happened in, in the original timeline, around 2010. So, yeah, that's my booking of, of RVD. Uh, if he didn't get get pulled for smoking the wacky tobacco. Can I ask a genuine question? You can. What, in your opinion, hurt ECW, WWECW more? Van Damme getting popped or Benoit and his situation? Uh, for me, I think it was Van Damme. He even says uh, uh, in an interview that he felt that he dropped the ball seriously for some big plans for for WWE and, and ECW. Um, I, th- I think eventually it would have it would have always kind of uh, gone uh, the way it did because the the initial excitement for ECW was because it was the kind of the hardcore indie show. Uh, the kind of like the redhead stepchild of of wrestling, and that under a, a WWE kind of a sanitized um, product, it was never going to to live up to that. And when you start having um, zombies and uh, start having uh, vampires on the show, it's always going to shit the bed. So I'm actually surprised it lasted as long as it did. Yeah. I was watching. I was in, watching WWE's own documentary on on the the ECW brand extension, and um, I think it was Paul Heyman on that said that the thing that killed ECW was was when Sci-Fi took an interest in it and wanted to put it on TV because Shane McMahon it was Shane McMahon's idea and he wanted it to be online only. Mm-hmm. That would um, been cool. Yeah, and I, I have this real hardcore feel. You know, this is before wrestling was really online it wasn't streaming services and stuff but then sci-fi wanted to televise it so because it was then a televised mm-hmm. product vince got involved and yeah. and ran it whereas it, it was going to be shane and um and paul Heyman. it was always going to fail though because with respect and i mean no, no disrespect but sabu tommy dreamer and sandman in that year as top talents just was not going to work mm-hmm yeah, and, work. especially when you compare them to the you'll watch an ECW fan watching ECW show, and you've got the likes of uh Kofi Kingston coming through, uh, and you've got the the kind of almost 
the the dregs of WWE talent on the roster. And then you look on mm-hmm. SmackDown and you've got Booker T and Batista. You look on Raw and you've got Edge and John Cena. Your eyes are always going to be turned. This was always the, the, the turd in the punch bowl when it comes to WWE programming. Sure, but... So let's keep it a buck here. If it wasn't called ECW, nobody would care. It would have worked. The problem was because people, ex- it's just like the conversation we have with NXT, where is NXT developmental or is NXT, a br- it's, it could be multiple things, but that hang up kills people's interest. If it would have been called um, Magsington Tollyville, Nobody would have cared. Then it would have, whoa, yes, they would. I mean, in a good way. In a good way. Nobody would have cared in a good way, is what I mean. If if you two had anything to do with it, it would have been shit. That is what you're saying. (laughs) Uh, That's funny, man. Because think about that first year. So the the very first year, the WrestleMania match they had was the New new Blood, which was um, Elijah Burke, who we don't talk enough about, but they really were trying to build him up. So shout out to Burke. Um, Matt Stryker, annoying ass. Um, who took the pin? Who took the, well, uh, yeah. Stryker was a serviceable wrestler, but I think he understands that he's that's not his lane. Um, Kevin, um, Thorne. Kevin Thorne, yes, Mordecai, yes. And who was the fourth guy? Um, let me. Get it up. I've, I've literally just been speaking about it as well. Um, I can't remember. But don't, in, but don't in look like at the me. Originals, and that's the only reason they got on the damn card because they wasn't even a wasn't even a ECW title match. Because, no. but think again. Ignore Marcus Carvon. How could I forget Monty Brown? Mark, the alpha male. He was amazing. How he wasn't multi-time world champion is beyond me. He was so be, be, damn good. Be, well, he had to leave. He had to go and handle family business. So if he would have stayed, they would have shot that man to the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How many people you see still use the pounds to this day? Exactly. I mean, Keith um, Lee pounced Adam Cole into the, into the crowd. That still may be the greatest pounce of all time. <laughs> That's so Maybe good. So. That's so damn good. I, it's just a, I, it's a shame, and I think if they if they had momentum, and they could have worked, but it was never meant to stand alongside SmackDown or Raw. It was meant to be its own entity, and that may have. And then, with respect, Vince had the good the good nature to give him Angle, to give him Benoit, to give him Big Show for some name value, and Angle like Percocets too much. Benoit apparently is a mass murderer, and Big Show was 450 pounds. I don't, I don't know if there's any, apparently, in, in that statement. He, yeah. he definitely is a, a multi-murderer. But, yes, and I think that's where the wheels come off, because, like you said, fans wanted the original ECW. They wanted that dirty, gritty, extreme-style wrestling. And when you're sending over, and, and no disrespect to, to the likes of uh, Benoit or Big Show, um, or even Mark Henry, who had a, a time on there, that made it WWE. It, it wasn't easy. It was ECW in just name, uh, and and that meant the, the the fan base that you were going for were turned away, and you were only going to get the kind of uh, the um, the the people who wanted more wrestling after watching Raw or SmackDown. So it was it was always going to end up being a C show. 
Yeah. But I mean, Raw is the uh, <clears throat> longest running episodic television show in history. And SmackDown got a Billy. Mm-hmm. I mean, is the C show so bad? At, at this time, though, yeah. Yeah, okay. I if mean, it was, well, here, if it was here now, if it was here now getting the ratings that, that it was getting, then then fine. It would it would make sense to keep it. But at that time, um, yeah, it w- it was it was tanking, absolutely tanking. Uh, well, when your first episode, you you got to shout out to you got to have a big moment for the uh, for the the zombie. And by the way, top five promos of all time: the zombie. Dolly, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, baby. You, 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 you think I just listen to me? I want to know what you got to say. So, was, was ECW a touring brand then as well? It, 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 it was. It, it was taped before um, SmackDown. Yes, so ECW right. and SmackDown went on the road together. So it, so it also didn't have that ECW feel in that. They had, their, they had their home location, didn't they? ECW back in the day, and I guess the same fans turned up every week. Yeah, um, I mean, um, Jen, um, um, who we've had on on uh, Badlands before, she was a hardcore ECW fan. She'd go to the uh, the ECW shows every single week. So yeah, yeah, they, they lost that. They lost that that fan base. So so it, it wasn't. It just wasn't the same thing, was it? It wasn't the same entity. No, no. I mean, it was at the beginning, uh, apart from obviously the stupid zombie stuff and and the the vampire. But there was a, a sense that this was going to be uh, something something kind of akin to the original ECW. But like I said, yeah. once it, once it became homogenized in the in the in the the WWE machine, the, the those original fans were turned away in droves. Yeah. That's where I disagree. It was never I- the same. Why did we let him back? I should have just known. <laughs> go away. Go right now if you want. No, <laughs> don't. Go on, go on. Explain. Go on. No, just real quick. But I do have to go out to this. Just real quick. We all know the two one night stand shows were um, fan service. Nostalgia shows, right? Yeah. But the, and the second one was so WWE. And I get they had fire matches. Cena already was great. What little we got of Sabu, Rey Mysterio was actually really good. The the edge tag the edge tag match and the finish to that match is one of the most raunchy of all time. Like had some good matches on the show, but what's the one thing that happened that night that everybody remembers? Wasn't that wasn't that the what was that the first one when uh all the WWE guys came and watched the show? Was that the first one or the second one? Yeah, that was the first one. Okay, well, shut up, Brent. When Raw and SmackDown were in the in the crowd, uh, were in well, the, sh- the sky boxes. Yeah. Well, shut up, Ray. Never mind. Yeah, that's when um, um, Paul Edmund cut that promo saying that uh, JBL was only champion because uh, Triple H to wear Tuesdays. Hunter didn't want to wear it work Tuesdays. <laughs> a brilliant man. She's a brilliant man. Gentlemen, Tali, I want you to kill it, brother, and uh, veto veto Mags about three four times. He's already done uh, that. Yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> everybody amazing, listening, amazing senior. Yeah. You too, man. Uh, everybody listening, I love you guys. I'll talk with y'all soon. I'll be back probably beginning of the year. You too, you know I love you dearly. I will talk to y'all soon and uh, have a great show.
and I'll be listening. And I'm sorry to have ruined your regularly scheduled programming. You have ruined nothing, sir. No, you made it. We love you. Take care, man. Yeah. All right, Joe. I'll be good. Bye bye. See ya. So that was a nice surprise. So now he's fucking ruined it. (laughs) Let's get on to your fucking. The timing was impeccable. Perfect timing. On to his next feud. Ray Cash. <laughs> um, I thought you planned it. No, <laughs> I mean uh, that would have been some perfect booking if I did. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, just to to go over my, the the last part of my booking again. Yeah. So one night stand, two thousand seven. RVD faces CM Punk. Uh, the batons passed on for CM Punk to 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 win the ECW title. Uh, Rob Van Dam is drafted off to SmackDown. Uh, ends up being a multi-time world champion all the way through his career. But essentially, the ECW brand does kind of uh, fold. Fans uh, are not interested in the the homogenized uh, WWE product. Um, and once the the kind of ECW originals uh, uh, fall by the wayside, uh, and then Punk drops a title, um, the the star power of the show drops off a cliff, uh, and uh, it ends up being put out of his misery uh, in essentially the same timeline that that happened in real life. And I think a week later, NXT launched, didn't it? I think it was something. It was very, very soon afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was the. I assume it was the game show version at that point. Yeah. That, that yeah. launched. Yeah. The the Britons got talent of of wrestling. <laughs> it gave us Caitlin, so I can't I can't complain. It it did. It also yeah. gave uh, Daniel Bryan choking Justin Roberts, which it is did. Fun. Yeah. I wonder if Justin Roberts comes across Daniel Bryan now backstage at AW and panics getting <laughs> choked again. Have they not done a nod to it yet? Uh, I don't think they have. It'd be cool if they did. Yeah, you should like maybe just when he's announcing him, tuck his tie into his shirt or something. So <laughs> yeah, or just l- loosen it and, t- and slowly, <laughs> slyly take it off. <laughs> yeah. Or come to work that day in a pole in like a, a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> bow tie <laughs> uh, right okay right, we, we need to go over a, f- a few elements of your booking okay so there we go so so, so your so, so it's your booking that RVD for, for, for a moment there becomes the triple champion essentially the undisputed champion mm-hmm. do you think that would have happened or is that a fan- fantasy because I was I was oh, thinking they- this when I was thinking, what, 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 what if I did think? Well, I wonder if he would have gone on to win all three. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's it's probably um, it wouldn't have happened that that way. I think uh, I think he would have eventually held all three titles, uh, but not concurrently. Um, I just thought with uh, it was such a departure from him uh, being stripped of the titles and, and never uh, kind of getting close to winning them again for him to be like the total 180 of, of being the one person who, who's held all three titles. So it was uh, definitely a, a lot of fantasy booking in there, uh, but more to show uh, how this one incident uh, could have totally affected his career. And it, and it clearly did. Uh, so I just wanted to, yeah. to kind of rubber stamp it with, with if he wasn't pulled with, uh, with, um, uh, oh. with the, the marijuana charge, then what could have he become and kind of like on the on the the most extreme um, scale of it, I suppose. Yeah, 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. That makes sense. And you, so you think, you know, ultimately that year that year puts over on an ECW basis puts over CM Punk. Mm-hmm. So how much, how much earlier is that than CM Punk actually so got put over again? Just so genuine, I, genuine question, not knowing the timeline of events. So CM Punk uh, actually ends up winning uh, the ECW. Does, oh, he wins the ECW title in September uh, of of two thousand and seven, uh, in my timeline, it's it's more like March. Or, or no, it's it's about April. Um, so it's a uh, about four months maybe uh, before. Um, but it was it was more the kind of a the the ball had started rolling on same punk earlier uh, with the December to uh, December to December match uh, where Vince uh, had him losing. Essentially, the the first going out of the 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 chamber match first for me, um, I would have had him doing um, putting on a more of a performance to kind of really push himself in that in that title picture. Uh, so essentially, it speeds him up by about about four months or so. Okay, but I guess that brings that brings him that brings his title reign before WrestleMania, doesn't it? So you'd go into a WrestleMania as a champion. Um, well, his, his title reign. Um, is just after WrestleMania. We have WrestleMania okay. 20, 23, uh, then Backlash, um, then Judgment Day, which is uh, in the same month as One Night Stand. So it's about a month or so uh, after WrestleMania. Okay. Whereas in the original timeline, it was actually halfway through the year. It was actually it was post SummerSlam when he won the title. Yeah. I like it. Thank good, good booking. That. And you got rid of the do rag, so. We can't claim that. <laughs> win, win. And and Vince essentially shitting on the ECW title by becoming champion, which was yeah, that was such a bad decision. I mean, he was champion for over a month as well. <laughs> Ridiculous. Is that probably longer than RVD was, wasn't it? Um, RVD was champion for like twenty days. Yeah. Shocking. Not, not in my timeline. He had a good <laughs> six, he had a good six months run with uh with two belts and then uh a month or so with uh with three belts. And 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 the reason why that that uh that uh three belt run didn't last long is because I, I didn't want to over egg the pudding, I suppose. I mean him winning three titles is clearly over egging the pudding, but I didn't want it to sound too ridiculous because there's no kind of um, way possible he could have defended all three titles for a, an extended period. So I uh, just wanted him to have that moment where he was the the, the guy in wrestling uh, before obviously crashing down to earth and losing all three and kind of refocusing back on what what made him as popular as he as as he was. And that was the the ECW. And I know I think that that would be good booking because people would tire of a triple champion very very quickly. Yeah, it would it would need to be a quick thing. Losing all three on the same match though that's uh... in Philadelphia. That's WWE booking in Philadelphia. In essentially your home home uh, town, WWE loved to embarrass you, and yeah. that's that's exactly what Vince did. 
A son of a bitch, Bucky, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it again. I've done it two fancy bookings and I've done it again. I've done a dusty finish at WrestleMania <laughs> for the streak and I've also screwed a three-time a, a three time world champion. You never disappoint. No, exactly. <laughs> Hire me, WWE. <laughs> right then. Should we go through? I've got, I've got, um, I think I've got four points here. Okay. That I think would would have changed or potentially could have changed again with the very strong caveat that I wasn't watching in this era. So feel free to correct if anything's completely bullshit and inaccurate. But number one, I think RVD would never have left the WWE. Okay. If either if he hadn't been caught and he uh, and he had us retained those those two world titles for however long he was going to retain them um i think he left i think he left uh was it two how 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 long i thought i made a note here but i haven't how, how long after I that event he, did he leave two or three years yeah i think he left in around 2010 um from from what i've read uh he felt burned out uh, yeah. with, with with wrestling uh he did eventually end up um showing up in in tna um, but, um, yeah, um, I, I think he, he kind of realized that no matter how long he, he tried to become uh, a top star again, it just wasn't going to happen, uh, because yeah. he'd lost that trust. So yeah, he, uh, he kind of, uh, stepped away. Oh no, it was actually 2007. I think he stepped away. Um, yeah, well, I don't it, think it was long after. Yeah. Yeah. He ended up, uh, doing some, some indie work. Uh, and then obviously showed up in uh, in TNA in 2010. So, yeah, um, I think it it soured him maybe on WWE. Yeah. As you said, as you said earlier, right, it, it put that ceiling back above him. Mm-hmm. He'd obviously already broken through it. He can break through it again. Uh, was just banging his head against the wall, basically. Probably never likely to earn that trust back. So it's no surprise he he burnt himself out or felt burnt out. Mm-hmm. I think you know if he'd. Uh, you know, retain those titles for a little while. Um, as you, as you put in your, in your booking, I think he would have gone on to win future world titles as well. That Cause he would have just been cemented at that level. He was that level of superstar. He was that popular. Um, he would have stayed there and, you know, person at the top of the card gets more protected. Mm-hmm. Um, probably wouldn't have had to fight as much as, 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 as you have to in the mid card when you're on the road for, four or five nights a week um so and it's, it's well i don't know i'm not a wrestler but i assume it's easier to be the champion yeah you... I, and i think the payoffs are certainly better yeah. um when you're like headlining show after show after show um you're certainly going to get uh more compensation than if you are the the current jerker or if you're in the stuck in the in the 10 15 minute uh mid-card matches so yeah, yeah i think i think he would have felt more valued. Um, he would have, uh, if, he, if he'd spent more time as, as world champion, uh, I think he would have had uh, maybe a little bit more sway uh, in terms of kind of uh, getting a, a reduced schedule. So that burnout may not have happened at all. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's what I think. And, and obviously that has a, a big knock-on effect. Um, like you say, he doesn't go, he wouldn't have gone to TNA. I think he did a bit of time in New Japan, a bit of time in CML, CMLL, um, and a bit of time on the Indies as well. So n- none of that would have likely happened. Um, I think he, 
from looking at it and again listening to your booking i think he i think he would have held both the raw and ecw title for a little while i think i think that's that edge and john cena feud potentially that was going on maybe maybe that never becomes for the title actually mm-hmm. that feud's big enough as it is doesn't need the championship and actually rvd has a as a championship feud with someone else on raw again i don't know who was around at the time but um but uh i'm sure there'd be some interesting competitors over on raw there or or, or he would have been within that edge and seen a feud for, for for kind of the duration of that yeah i, th- I think that's probably the more likely case that uh that um He's inserted into like that that kind of a three way battle, but yeah, I, I think you make some some good points. If, if if he hadn't been pulled for for marijuana, I think the he was such a popular character and and such a, a talented wrestler that it would have made sense for him to to kind of carry the brand for a little while. He was a he was a ready made star. Uh, where WWE at the time were, were so heavily invested in Cena, so heavily invested in in Edge that. Perhaps they needed um, they needed someone like Rob to to kind of carry the can a little bit. I know they had Randy Orton, but he was kind of still uh, on the way coming through. Um, Triple H was obviously still there, so they they still had the, uh, him to be a, a part of it. But you had Batista who'd, who'd gone to SmackDown, so there there wasn't a lot of kind of um, top level talent on Raw back then. Um, people you could legitimately have in in the top picture. So yeah, I think having him involved in that uh, on a regular basis would have would have uh, would have really worked. Yeah. So um, that, that that takes me on to the next one. So so if if that had worked and and he carried both the Raw and the ECW title for some time, it well it it's impossible to say what effect it would have had, but it, I think it would have it would have only helped the ECW relaunch mm-hmm. um, to have the ECW champion presented so strong that he's also the raw champion. And perhaps you've got, uh, you've, you've got each title being defended on, on the, on the other show, vice versa. It would have brought more viewership over from raw to check out ECW. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it would have just, just added a prestige to that, to the ECW champion and to RVD as champion and to the ECW show. Yeah. And maybe that would have given it a better chance to to, to make an impact that that it pre- perhaps didn't didn't achieve. Yeah, I agree, uh, and especially if if he stays on that brand um, for a, for a longer period, I think you, you're right. He was he was almost like the the catalyst for ECW to to be a huge thing for for WWE. He was so popular. Um, I mean. Even though he, I, th- I think in the original iteration he was never actually world champion, um, he was by far the biggest uh, name that they had in in, in the company. Um, and I think having him um, available for for uh, for for ECW and as champion, and then obviously champion of Raw, that that does it. It, it gives a, a sense of gravitas to to ECW that it's not the. Uh, it's not the the bastardized version of of ECW that um, that it ended up being. Um, still, the roster was was pretty thin. Uh, I mean, outside of him uh, and and probably Big Shaw, um, there were a lot of 
huge names in terms of um, the wider wrestling sphere. Obviously, Punk was there, uh, but he was he was very early in his uh, uh, in his mainstream wrestling. Uh, Bobby Lashley uh, was kind of flirting between Raw and ECW at the time, um, so it, ECW needed Rob Van Dam to to be a big star and yep. I, th- I think it's it's quite telling that he he realized just how much damage uh he his actions did to that that brand him being pulled and and kind of stripped for that towel really it, it it was almost like a a punch in the gut to the to the ecw brand yeah absolutely and not forgetting that actually reviving ecw was originally his idea or certainly one night stand was his idea. He went to Vince and, and said, you know, you've got all these ECW guys. Why don't we do something with it? So yeah, to, to be the, yeah, as you say, to be the one who, who dropped the ball, he, he must've taken the quite, quite a huge personal guilt over that. And it was clear that it clear, clear that this version of ECW was going to be built around Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. As you say, he was the most popular ECW star there. Um, obviously, they put the they put they given him the ball with the two titles. So, so, and as you say, the rest of the roster was Finn, but also the rest of the roster were not ECW style wrestlers. So, although although there was pressure, I believe from the Sci Fi Channel to not make it extreme and hardcore like the old ECW, you there might be reason to believe that if you've got Rob Van Dam as the champion. And you've still got Paul Heyman as the booker. You could have forty minutes of the show, not hardcore, mm-hmm. but still have Rob because Rob Van Dam was always wrestling in a hardcore style anyway. That that was his style. So you know the main event would be more traditionally ECW, and the and maybe the fans would have accepted that more once Rob Van Dam's taken out the picture and Big Show is champion, and there's nothing remotely ECW on exactly. offer. Exactly, and yeah. and that that was kind of like the 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 point that I made uh, towards the end of the booking that once the the attraction of those ECW originals kind of faded away, and you get the uh, the champions that who possibly wouldn't have been champion on Raw or SmackDown, and it loses the prestige. Um, I mean, when you're having um, and no disrespect to him, uh, Ezekiel Jackson. As champion, who was uh, who was a, an unknown, um, it kind of like diminishes what ECW was about. It wasn't extreme anymore, so that fan base they were trying to tap into wasn't interested. The only people who were interested are are the fans of WWE um, in general, and even even they could see that this was a shell of the of the ECW that that was around in the Attitude Era that, that was making waves as that plucky third uh, company. Yeah, it, it just, it fell on deaf ears and it, it was always kind of doomed to fail uh, because of how homogenised it ended up being. Yeah, well, it didn't have an identity, did it? It's, no. Um, it'd, been, it'd been packaged with the identity of ECW, but it wasn't ECW and it was more like NXT, but it wasn't packaged as as an NXT developmental style thing. So it didn't have any identity at all. So how were the fans supposed to get behind whatever it was? Yeah. So I think that might've been more successful, whether, whether it, it would have meant ECW had lasted longer. I don't know. I mean, interestingly here, if, if the, if the EC, if 
the ECW relaunch had been successful, this is a what if, if it had been successful and went down that route of being very RVD driven, hardcore wrestling driven, it wouldn't have become that NXT style thing. So do you then not get Kofi, not get Miz, not get John Morrison, um, CM Punk came in in the original ECW bit. So I guess uh, he still would have happened. But all those ones that came through. Um, the, the, what's the his Teddy name? Long, the... Teddy Long's new talent initiative. Exactly, yeah. The the guy who's making waves at the moment. I can't remember. Uh, Cardona. Um, I can't remember his WWE name. Zach Ryder. Yeah, but he came through the ECW. Perhaps, that, yeah. perhaps if the ECW as a genuine third entity had happened and been successful, none of that happens and we lose a lot of talent there. Eh? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always kind of had the opinion that um, if you are good enough, eventually your the cream will rise to the top. So I think Kofi would have always become a WWE star. I mean, you can't imagine WWE without the likes of, of Kofi. Um so I think he would have made his way there. Uh, it's just that ECW and the, the new talent initiative was a, a looking back, it was a superb vehicle for some really good WWE wrestlers. Not not so much in terms of ECW wrestlers, but certainly for 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 the main brands. But yeah, I think um, if uh, ECW is successful, do WWE kind of have to lean back on on the new talent to to kind of keep the 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 ball afloat i suppose yeah that you make a real good point there yeah so that yeah that so that you, you're probably right the cream probably would rise to the top but be interesting mm-hmm. In, interesting to see if it would or not um number three uh i, I think i think uh, weirdly rvd would wouldn't be in the hall of fame yet because his career might not have ended yet or certainly uh certainly uh, may have only just ended recently. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we wouldn't have seen RVD inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think it was last year he was, or was it this year, in fact, he was inducted? No, it was, it was, it was, I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, but as we said, um, number four, I think he, I'd agree with you. I think he would he would go on to become a multiple world champion. He'd become more more of a Hall of Fame candidate mm-hmm. than than, he, than even he, he was, um, just because he would have stuck around he would have looked after himself and he, he would have been one of the top guys and stayed as one of the top guys, particularly, you know, after John Cena had gone to Hollywood, Edge Edge got injured. Um actually got Batista goes to Hollywood as well. Um he would he would have been up there and uh, would have been a massive, massive WWE star. Yeah, um, I, I fully, fully, fully agree with that. Uh, and in fact, I think you, you, you're right. He probably would still be wrestling now. Uh, his last uh, match um, was actually for Impact uh, last year, uh, 2020. So, yeah, um, um, it's very likely that he's in that kind of um, almost Randy Orton role now, where he's one of the 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 kind of older kind of uh, statesmen of WWE, but still. A legitimate um, world champion, if you need to kind of like uh, revisit that. Well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if his style changed. I mean, it, you think you'd have to eventually. Yeah, he's he's still he, from from what I've saw of him in his, his like later on, he was still the same same guy. I mean, this is a, a someone who has he defies all logic with how uh, how fit he keeps himself. I mean, he's still. 
he still looks as good now as he did in in 2006, which is fucking ridiculous. It's uh, mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I, I think his style would have kind of slowed down a little bit, but uh, I think he'd still have those kind of that, uh, high-impact moves in his arsenal. Yeah, I think he's a bit of a yoga protect- practitioner as well, isn't he? So he's naturally going to be maintain his flexibility for a lot longer into his life. I was just thinking, he, and again, I didn't make note of the year. I think it might have been 2010 or 2011. He returned to WWE in a Money in the Bank ladder match mm-hmm. uh, with, with Christian, Punk, Brian, Orton, and Sheamus. It must have been 2011 or 2012, looking at those names. And just um, thinking... So I think it was... 2013 2013 even yeah. you think if, if he'd have stayed with WWE that all that time from 2007 through to 2013 he'd been a real multi-time championship winner and he was in yeah. that match in that field with guys like that as, as, all those matches as, we missed out on yeah Harvey D versus Daniel Bryan I don't Jesus. think you see him in in uh money in the bank matches like that because he's the guy who the winner of that match will be facing well yeah uh, but yeah this is my point like actually in that field of i mean that's that's got to be one of the best money in the bank lineups there's yeah, ever I mean, been if you if you look back at his uh his time in 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 tna i mean he was having matches with with uh and no disrespect to these they're way more talented wrestlers than i'll ever be but the likes of Matt Morgan, Joey Ryan, Austin Aries, uh, Kid Cash, Kenny King, uh, Christian York. When we could have had him against CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, um, Chris Jericho, Wade yeah. Barrett, um, Alberto Del Rio. He could have been involved with Sheamus, could have exactly. Cesaro, could have been having what would be dream matches. Yeah, I mean, he was in in TNA. He was in angles with Sting and Hogan and Flair, and yeah. I'm sure that's many a wrestler's dream to be in angles with those guys. But the excitement was over over here with those guys in that ladder match, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a shame. I, I think I, I think the biggest what if is we missed out on a hell of a lot more great RVD. I think we've been I'm... robbed of like a second half of his career. I, th- I think we've been robbed of him as, as like I said, multiple time world champions. I mean, even even like in the the kind of post um, arrest uh, uh, era, he was still getting title shots. He was still at the very top of the card. It's just Vince never pulled the trigger on him. And then when he went away and then came back, he was pretty quickly back in that in that in that title match uh, scene again. Uh, in battle royals for for uh, world titles, ladder matches for Money in the Bank, but it just the trigger was never pulled on him again. And I think if he did, doesn't get arrested, I think it's more likely that 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 trigger does get pulled, and he is multiple time world champion, and and he's up there with with arguably the greats that you could say being contention for a legitimate Mount Rushmore spot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's actually turned out into a bit of a tragic uh, what if. Yeah. <laughs> and all because he liked to smoke a little bit of the wacky tobacco. <laughs> what do you mean past tense? He, he, <laughs> he loves it. What, what, what RVD was Vince seeing if he didn't think, if he didn't think he enjoyed uh, marijuana? 
Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of kind of stories of Vince being so in his own bubble that he doesn't he doesn't kind of see those signs. I mean, the, there's the story of him um, uh, when Scott Hall was working for the company and uh, he was pitching characters and he essentially just he just took off uh, um, Tony Montana from Scarface. Uh, in, he said in a clear kind of like uh, ribbing of Tony Montana and Vince was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Because <laughs> he'd never seen Scarface. He's, he's just not in that bubble. So he hasn't got think, time. <laughs> yeah, I think he just sees uh, RVD as someone with uh, uh, an exuberant personality, I suppose, and not realising that, what's that funny smell every time Rob's in the room? <laughs> He probably thinks the same of Why? Riddle now. Why is his eyes always bloodshot? Why has he always got a huge bag of Doritos with him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Mm-hmm. Like I say quite, quite, quite a, quite a tragic, quite a tragic one. Quite a, yeah. I think, yeah, we've missed out. We have, uh, but. I mean, is is still one of the greatest wrestlers and one of the most unique wrestlers that that we've we've ever had. So I think rather than than focus on on the sad things that that happened because of this incident, just appreciate the fact that we've lived in a time where we've got to see a wrestler the of the the quality of Rob Van Dam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So from, so yeah. From, yeah. So that Sorry. wraps it up. That wraps up the uh, what if uh, Rob Van Dam didn't get uh, arrested for marijuana possession. Um, so, Paul, it's it's on you now for, for next week's topic. Yep. I forgot this bit, didn't I? Simon. <laughs> so you <laughs> haven't got one. But, right, you might, might need to help me with the wording of this one. But yeah. I want it to, I want it to, my, I want it to be what if. Ultimate Warrior took the ball in WWF and really, really ran with it. So, so what if what if Ultimate Warrior became like Next, Hulk Hogan, the successor to Hulk Hogan? Hmm. So, I like that. So, what if uh, the Ultimate Warrior? I, I'm I'm just typing this, folks. Uh, yeah, just, just don't mind me whilst I type this out. What if Ultimate <laughs> Warrior was a success? Um. As WWF champion, shall we go with? Yeah. Where are you typing it? Type it on, on oh. Word. It's <laughs> like filling in some sort of ticker feed to uh, all our oh. fans. I was, I'm typing it because I live and die for, for podcasting by Word documents for for everything. So I have, I have a, a Word document with all the what-ifs that we've, that we've covered. Excellent. See, some of us are prepared. <laughs> some of us don't rock up at nine o'clock and go, I need an extra hour to actually do the research. <laughs> I wasn't doing research. I'd done all my research. But yeah, this has been a, another fun episode. Uh, and I'm really, really enjoying these kind of deep dabs. Um, so yeah, again, props to Ray for, for convincing us to bring back uh, Badlands in, in this new format. Um, yeah, it's a brilliant and- idea. Yeah. Props to the chair shop for for um, giving us the platform to to be able to put it out there. Yeah, I can I can care. We, 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 
I, I, I feel I, I genuinely feel blessed that we, I, I get to do, spend this time with you every week. Spend it with uh, Ray when he when uh, when things are not going on, obviously. And uh, as you say, we've got a, a lovely home to put it out on, and, and some great great listeners who who enjoy listening to it and and, yeah, and chatting and to like, us about it, which is the which is the best feeling. Yeah, like you said, like you said at the beginning of the show, that's that is one of the best things about this that we get that feedback and, and people give us their opinions. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely uh, let us know on on the Twitters uh, what you think about uh, Man and Paul's kind of uh, rebooking of Rob Van Dam's career. Uh, where do you think he would have gone? What do you think uh, would have happened? Uh, would he have been a multi-time world champion? Would ECW have survived? Uh, let us know what what you guys think. But uh, yeah, that's all from us today. So, Mister Tolly, your favorite time of the week? Yeah, if you don't, well, just thank you, thank you very much for listening. Um, as as Maxi said, uh, hit us up and tell us what you think. And if you don't know by now, you can do that by following him over at Podfather Mogs. Mogs. Podfather Mogs. <laughs> Podfather Mogs. That's staining. That's that's, that's just um, your um, ones full of um, kitten pictures. Keep kitten Meow. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Cats in top hats. That's what what Podfather Mogs is all about. <laughs> Lord Mogs. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, right <laughs> at Podfather Mags is where you can find him. I, I can be held responsible for whatever you find at Podfather Mogs. Uh, you can follow me at Raincounter. Um, as I'm sure you know, uh, he uh, Mags has got a load of wonderful podcasts doing the rounds out there each and every week. Your five rounds pod. Uh, you've got Radio Techers. You have um, oh, what else have we got? Uh, <laughs> we've got um, a changing attitude, mm-hmm. and we've also got there's one more. There's uh, chain wrestling. Chain wrestling. Oh, Brilliant. Um, awesome. <laughs> so if you follow him over over at, <laughs> I know he's not right. He's changed his changed his Twitter handle on the screen now to throw me off. What? <laughs> but what? What do you mean? It's at Podfather Mugs. That's <laughs> Podfather M O G S. Podfather Mugs. You're going to change your handle now as well to really confuse matters. Yeah. So go go follow him anyway on whatever handle he's using, and you'll find all that lovely stuff. Um, I'm at Ring Counter. I'm not on anything else. I exclusively magazines. Um, you can head over to. Oh, go over and follow um, Ray as well. Um, I'm sure sure you will miss him as much as we do. He's at at it's Ray Cash. Ray as in Ray Mysterio. Cash with a dollar sign for an S. Um, as Magsy said, go over, pop, send him, send him, send him DM. Let let him know he's loved and missed. Because um, uh, yeah, we certainly do. Uh, you could go over to Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash uh, the chair shop. Um, go pick up some lovely apparel. Um, some really good designs over there. Um, treat yourself for Christmas, for New Year. Um, and also on www.thecheershop.com for all your hard-hitting progressing news and opinion. And as we said last week, there's wonderful um, follow-ups to these what-ifs that um, the boss, Greg DeMarco, is putting out. Uh, I look forward to them. I know Maxi does, and, uh, and uh, you should too. It, 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 wonderful wonderful pieces um and then uh finally head over to your podcast provider of choice hit um subscribe on cheer shot radio 
Um, and we'll be with you with new episodes of this each and every Thursday. And uh, you can also find us on Fridays on Cheershot Radio as well. Exactly. Exactly. So loads of loads of admin for you to do there. I know it's busy. I know it's Christmas. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and festive season. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. I know it's getting a bit scary out there again. But just make sure you look after yourselves and you're back with us each and every Thursday. We'll be here for you. Um just now more than ever, always use your head. Um take care. Merry Christmas. Bye bye guys. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.